You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, welcome back, Raider Nation. This is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast wherever you can. We appreciate that as well. Uh, and wherever you get your audio, just look for it. Hit the the subscribe button, but also hit on the auto download. That way, every time a new show pops in. It's right there on your phone, your device, wherever you're listening to us. For the viewers on YouTube, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Hit subscribe and the notification bell. Also, we are going into our weekly mailbag segment. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, there we go. Time for the mailbag segment. We always get good mail, Mo. Even during the offseason when it slows down, instead of getting like 30 a week, we get like three to five. That's okay. But it's about quality, not quantity, right, Scott? It is about, yes, yes, it is. That's always the case. All right, so let's, (laughs) by the way, I want to remind you too, you can also ask your question on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, go to the comments we're, we're actually, the comments on YouTube are the most entertaining because you get some really crazy stuff. Yes. We don't usually respond to all of them. I do occasionally if people, if I'm just in the mood. But go there too. If you want to leave a comment for the mail or ask a question for the mailbag, and I always forget to remind people. It's the, the network's been telling me, our, our producer, Mike Robier, too, has been reminding me, Scott, remember on the show, tell people they can also put their questions for the mailbag in YouTube. And of course, I have not done that. So, <laughs> Mo, I'm making right on it. That mind, as it ages, it forgets things. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is why we have quality producers around like Mike Robbie. So that's, that's right. That's, everybody Mike, plays their part. Mike has been a great addition, and we appreciate him uh, as well, especially the reminders. Okay, so we're going to get into the questions here. Uh, the first question we will uh, jump in on is this. All right, Scott and Mo, I've been a Raiders fan for 53 years, and ever since I was 10 years old, I appreciated your 4th of July tribute to Mr. Davis. He really was the epitome of the American dream, and although we all know about him and love him, younger Raiders fans really need to understand more about him than just the image and the old interviews. Read about him and understand not only how he created the Raiders image, but also... Uh, but also what he did to change the game 
forever. That's from Gene in San Jose. So we talked about this on Tuesday's show. It was Al Davis's birthday, and we didn't go in depth. We did it general because I think it, we, we cover it all the time. But uh, a good point from Gene. Gene was only 10 years old when he started becoming a Raiders fan. Uh, he's now 63 doing the math. Yes, I can do it occasionally. Um, <laughs> but, but his point about the American dream is one thing. But also, I think the history of the Raiders and understanding more about the man is always advisable. You know, you, 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 get, you, you come up through the ranks in Raider Nation as a fan, as a kid. You will know all about Al Davis. You can't escape it. But I think to get some more depth, Mo, and understand how he changed the game and what he did with the Raiders is key, and people should go learn it. Absolutely. Instead of, and I see a lot of this on social media, fans policing other fans on how to cheer for their <laughs> team. Instead of policing fans on how to cheer for their team, you know, I think a lot more Raider fans should encourage people to read up on Al Davis's life and story and how he came up in the game, and as Gene pointed out, how he changed it. Yeah, And his philosophies, because I, as I said on the last show, if you knew Al Davis, if you were around when Al Davis was in his heyday or running the Raiders, you wouldn't be screaming to tank for Khalid Williams because you would understand that <laughs> that is completely, completely opposite of what Al Davis believed in. Right. He was trying to win every game every year. It wasn't, yes. oh, let's take a step back this year so we can get better the next year. That's not the Al Davis way. No, and looked for every possible edge, even if it was on the fringe of legality, and I mean legality, <laughs> in, in the league, not actual legal, but fr from the rules, right? And so uh, we, we hear the quotes and all that kind of stuff, but I think it's important to go back. Also, his, his experience and his, his time, it, it's important to understand Al Davis as a coach as well. So before he became the owner, general manager, you have to look at his time as a coach and who he learned from, it's vital. Also, his history with basketball. Go look into that. See, I'm not going to give anybody more. You got to go look it up. If Al Davis were alive today and running the Raiders, and, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking of the owners around the league, I think he would be the most knowledgeable football mind among the owners in the NFL. When you think no about question. NFL owners, you think, oh, they're, they're just there to finance it. You know, give the money, you get the players and do the football stuff. Now, Al Davis knew football. It wasn't he wasn't yeah. just providing the, the cash, so to speak. He was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy like, look, that guy will be a great addition to our roster. I want that guy. And I think that what was so different about him that he wasn't just a figurehead. He was an actual bright football mind. So we need to appreciate him more for that part of his, uh, was. his uh, history. He, he was what Jerry Jones wishes he was. Yes. Right. Yes. Jerry yes. Jones thinks he knows football, but he does not. <laughs> and, uh, Al, Al Davis knew football. Now, yes. save your save your talk about well in his later years. I'm not even getting yeah. into that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. So he knew football, though. He was a coach. So he mm -hmm. knew the game. Now, some did he did he meddle a little too much sometimes? Maybe, but that's that was his prerogative. It was his team. So anyway, Gene in San Jose, thank you so much for your message. We really appreciate it. Okay. Mo, on to number two, and this one says, hey, Mo, hey, Scott, hey, Mo. Um, it hurts me to say this, but I think the Raiders need, need, by the way, and it's emphasized, to trade Josh Jacobs. Uh-oh. By the way, he's acting. It seems like things are headed toward an ugly breakup. Can they trade him before July 17, and do you think anyone out there would give up good draft capital to get him? I wish him the best, but we have to think more about the future. And a fifth-year running back isn't going to be the best use of their money. That's Jesus 
in Reseda. Either that, Jesus, or it's actually Jesus writing us from Reseda. I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. It's Jesus. He's written it before. Uh, but but Mo, what about this? He's he basically here's a Raiders fan, and it's he's not being negative. He's just saying, look, like Josh Jacobs, but from a cost perspective and the way things look, which can be deceiving, by the way. Um, he wants to know if they trade him, what are they going to get for him? So, Jesus, you're not the only one in this camp that feel the Raiders should trade Josh Jacobs and just move on. They did draft Samir White last year in the fourth round. They have other backup uh, running backs on the roster, Sincere McCormick, Brandon Bolden, who's a little older and longer in the tooth, Britton Brown, who they drafted in the seventh round. So they do have options. They're just unproven. But if you were to go the route to trade Josh Jacobs, I think you would probably get a second or third round pick for him. You're definitely not getting a first round pick for running back. So anyone out there who's, who's thinking, oh, Josh Jacobs just won a rushing title, we can get a first round pick for him. That's not going to happen because the market predicts that even the top tier running backs, we just saw Dalvin Cook just get released as a four-time Pro Bowler. Didn't win a rushing title, but four consecutive years of over 1,100 yards rushing. Again, four Pro Bowls. I know the Pro Bowl could be a hollow recognition award, but look at his numbers. He deserved those Pro Bowl awards. Even top tier running backs are having trouble getting pay raises. Austin Eckler with the Chargers. Led the league in actual touchdowns over the last two years, over 30 touchdowns, <laughs> and the Chargers would not give him a pay raise. Miles Sanders just came off his best year, got under $6.5 million a year on his new contract. So you're not getting a first-round pick. I think you could, Raiders can get a second- or third-round pick for Josh Jacobs. Though I will say, although his tweets are vague and cryptic, there's still time for them to work still out time. a multi-year deal. And, yes, they can trade him before July 17th. What would have to happen is the Raiders would have to – he would have to sign his franchise sign. tag, and yeah. then the Raiders can do a sign-and-trade and send him where he wants to go. Again, this happened with Yannick Ngakwe a few years ago when he got out of Jacksonville. So a trade can happen before that July 17th deadline. I don't think it will happen. Again, I think mm-hmm. ultimately he's going to he's gonna play on the franchise tag and bet himself for the 2024 free agency. But, again, I will say be patient. I know the deadline is coming. But just because a player tweets doesn't mean that things are necessarily going south. We don't know. There could be a deal on the table that they're going back and forth on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Wait a minute. There's misinformation on social media? Are you kidding me? There's a lot of posturing on social media. I will say that. Fake news. Yeah, whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, 11 days until that July 17th deadline from today. So we'll see how it all rolls out. And it's hard. I understand fans want closure. They want to understand that their guy is going to be back or he's not going to get back and then they can get to their heartbreak, whatever it may be. But we understand that. And we certainly appreciate Jesus writing in once again from Reseda, California, outside Los Angeles there. So thank you, Jesus. We appreciate you. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. 
On to our last piece of the mailbag for this week. And this one is addressed just to Mo. Yes. Now Mo's expecting. No, it's not about a date. It's not about food. But but he he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of giving you some shade here. Uh, although I, I I don't think it's much shade. But anyway, it says, Hey Mo, you were so emphasized, certain Hunter Renfro was going to be traded, but here we are. He's still a raider. I don't think he's going anywhere as he's going to show these other guys why he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. I predict a big season in Vegas for the slot machine. Signed, Peace, Lon, L-O-N, from Las Vegas. Lon from Las Vegas. He's kind of chiding you nicely because you were a tart. You never said he would be traded. You said he was the best trade candidate. Where we stand here today, July 6th, you and I have said Trades happen during camp all the time. Depends on injuries. When you look at Hunter Renfro, I think you had the last time we talked about it, you said 70, 80% or something like that. Do you still mm -hmm. think, are you still sticking by that number? You think Hunter Renfro will be gone by the time the Raiders take the field in week one? Yeah, I actually started off at 95% when I did my draft show. I said 95% chance Hunter Renfro will be traded. I came down to 70, 80%. There was a report saying that, Hunter Renfro hasn't garnered much trade interest because of his contract coming off of a down injury riddle year as well. So his trade value isn't great right now, but I'm not moving off that 75, 80%. I'm mm -hmm. going to stick to that, you know, until week one of the season, simply because as you said, trades and whatnot happen during the summer. Teams yeah. reconvene for, for training camp practices. Let's say, the Raiders get to training camp, and Trey Tucker looks absolutely fantastic at training camp. You don't think the Raiders will say, okay, maybe we can you know, move on for Hunter Renfro. If we can get something for him, maybe we package him with a draft pick, we, we move him, we get Trey Tucker more snaps. If DeAndre Carter, who we spoke about in the second segment, looks absolutely fantastic at training camp, you don't think the Raiders are going to look to try to get out of Hunter Renfro's contract, save some cash to maybe help their linebacker position or secondary? Right. I think it's a possibility, especially with injuries around the league. So as of right now, yes, Hunter Renfro still remains on the roster, but I'm still skeptical that he's going to be on the roster week one or through through the trade deadline in November, on November 1st. When that comes around, I, I think ultimately speaking, Hunter Renfro is not going to have a big year. I know the emailer who, who chided me on that one said he thinks Hunter Renfro has a big year and shows why he's one of the best route runners. Yes, Hunter Renfro is one of the best route runners in the NFL. But he's also a freestyle route runner, and I don't know if that fits with what Josh McDaniels is looking for. Now, I know they right. gave him a new deal knowing how, how he plays the football game, but let's remember, Hunter Renfro had that report with Derek Carr. He's got a new quarterback now. He's got some competition in the slot. He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Jacoby Myers there in front of him. It's going to be hard for Hunter Renfro to get even 50 catches this season because of the crowd at wide receiver and because of the changes they have on the offensive side of the ball. So while I... Well, I may be wrong in Hunter Renfro not being traded. I stand firm that he's not going to have a big year, even if he remains on the roster. Yeah, we looked at it a, a couple shows ago. We talked about Michael Mayer's presence there now as a rookie tight end and the fact that they'll go to so many of those double tight end sets. So you talk about your point about receptions and the fact that, listen, he might not have as much opportunities he's had in the past in John Gruden's system where you could freestyle, right? It was it was much more in tune with his ability and so I think that's where people kind of lose track of the it's not sometimes just the player. It's sometimes the situation the player's in and he finds himself in a much different situation. Quarterback included. That's a great point. Also, the money is a big deal because although the Raiders are not in emergency territory right now with salary cap, 
Um, we don't know too, Mo, what injuries pop up for them during camp. They're right. going to have to free up money. They, they still need linebackers, like you said, but they also might need somebody else because somebody goes down. We don't want to see anybody get injured. Don't take me wrong. But at the same time, these are the things that happen. It's a game of attrition, and, and the Raiders have to have some cash available should they have an emergency. Every year, Scott, we see this every year, right before final cuts happen. What do we see? A bunch of trades that happen. Not mm-hmm. maybe blockbuster trades, but, you know, trades with players who are either were on the outs, yeah. notable names who may want a change of scenery. Just look around the league. Buda Baker may want out of Arizona. Hasn't happened yet, but I can say Buda Baker is probably going to be traded before week one with right. the rebuilding Arizona Cardinals. Exactly. There are a bunch of moves that are, have yet to be made. They're not necessarily going to make them in July or June, but they may yeah. be made late August, early September before week one. Exactly. Yeah, no, good stuff. And Lon, thank you for chiding Mo. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we appreciate it. It's, listen, it's a we good do. point. I know he's yeah. he's a popular player. A lot of folks don't want to see him go. I don't want to see him go. But no, to me, the but, writing's on the wall. But again, it's sort of, again, situation and player, right? He's a talented uh-huh. guy. If he goes to the right situation, uh, he'll be fine. He's going to have a nice career in the NFL still. I still believe that. But at the same time, where he's at now, I don't know that he fits. You know, it's it's sort of like in basketball, if you have an offense that you run that's not big on pounding the ball inside, which isn't anymore anyway, uh, to a center, then you might go with a smaller lineup that's faster, that moves the ball because you got mo- more motion in your offense. So if you got a big seven footer who kind of is just a, a player on the interior, you might not might not be the best guy for that team and, and you move out. So not not any different from that. I'm using a basketball analogy, but I, I'll put it in layman's terms for the people out there. Most people out there are working, have jobs, right? And mm-hmm. you're, let's say you're at a job, you're making $100,000 a year. And the next week or next month, your boss brings in another person who does, who works the same position as you and makes a fraction of what you make a year. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you get a little nervous? Like, okay, they brought in somebody who does what I do and they're paying him or her a lot cheaper. Yes. I, could I be on the out? This is the same situation with Hunter Renfro. They mm-hmm. drafted a, a, a rookie in the third round who's on a, obviously on a rookie deal. They picked up DeAndre Carter, who doesn't have the contract that Hunter Renfro has. You have to understand that the writing is at least on the wall that Hunter Renfro could at least be moved. It's not inconceivable mm-hmm. when you bring in Jacoby Myers, when you bring in DeAndre Carter, when you draft Trey Carter, Trey Tucker in the third round. It's not inconceivable that Hunter Renfro could be moved with those additions on the roster. No question. No question. We'll see how it all rolls out. We're going to see in a couple weeks. Everybody's waiting for things, you know, the other shoes to drop on a lot of these situations. And we're bored. We want to see football again. Fans <laughs> want to see football. They want stuff to start happening. And the good news is you're almost just 10 days away from that. It's 11 days away from, well, no, it's well about 17 days. So uh, sorry. It's 11 days until the Josh Jacobs contract situation. So at least you'll have that answer to, to one degree. Uh, and then a week and a half, a week and a day after that, the, the Raiders roll into camp in Henderson on, on Raiders way. So it's coming, folks. Be patient. But in the meantime, we will be here with you. Mo, anything you want to talk about coming up here? We, of course, told people about your Sports Not piece yesterday. What else you got coming out on Bleacher Report? I got another piece on top defensive free agents and their best landing spot. So I'm basically mm. going to take a big name like Marcus Peters, Yannick Ngakwe, and say, What's the best fit for them as far as team, roster fit, scheme fit, contract-wise? 
where should they sign before training camps? And as you would guess, the Raiders need defensive help. So the Raiders are going to be mentioned quite a bit in that piece. <laughs> so look out for that. As, as I said, Marcus Peters will be in in that article. Yannick Ngakwe will be in that article. John Johnson III, the safety, will be in that article. You'll see who the Raiders are matched up with when it comes out on Friday. There you go. So tomorrow, you get the podcast today, and tomorrow you get to wake up, grab your coffee, your tea, whatever you're drinking and read a little bit of Mr. Moten. Yes. On defense. See, see, see what, uh, where the Raiders pop in on that conversation. All right, Mo, we'll be back next week. We'll be back on Tuesday, of course. Uh, and we'll be talking about what other, what other subject will we talk about, but the Raiders. Yes. We get into some food and fun and whatever. It's the off season. A lot of shows that cover football, Mo, they're talking baseball, basketball right now for full segments we give people Raider talk. Now, we, yeah, we again, we enjoy ourselves and we, we, we talk about things, too, like we did at the top of the show, but we always get back to Raiders football. We're not talking Padres on this show. All Raiders, baby. Padres. <laughs> Two in a row. Man, at least the one time I saw them as they were playing in Cincinnati, they actually won. Um, oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, Raider Nation and Mo, <laughs> I will see you on Tuesday, my friend. Sounds good. See you Tuesday. All right. For our producer, Mike Robier, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the notifications bell. Also, if you have a question for our mailbag, please send it to mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Or leave comments on our YouTube channel under the videos, and we will use those questions on our next show. Everyone, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Take care, Raider Nation.